Welcome back or welcome to the Chargers of 100 podcast where we come to learn how to learn from our failures and successes to become our 100 self. I'm your host Colton Blomberg, professional poker player, recreational golfer, and avid smiler. Alongside me is Lloyd Evans, a cybersecurity professional. I'll leave the second one open for Lloyd and a lifelong friend. Good evening, Lloyd. Welcome back to season two. Good evening, Colton. My second one is Rescue Pup Dad. There are a lot of pups up there that need families and they're they're good dogs. And uh, our rescue pup, within the last months too, he just came out and started. He's like our snuggle pup now. He's always just curling up. What an absolute win. I know, right? Right. That's all you can want in a dog. So for this series, we're going through Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Marcus ruled as a Roman Empire between 121 to 180 AD and wrote down his private reflections on philosophy, stressing the search for inner peace in a chaotic world. Today, we're going through some books in this philosophy piece and we'll be covering seven and eight today well the opening question of book seven is what is badness so i feel like that's a good space to to kick us off cold and i have slightly different interpretations of the book if you haven't been following us to this point and uh, mine says it is that which you have seen often there's nothing new all things are familiar and short-lived and it's kind of interesting because that kind of leads into the point that he gets like throughout both of the chapters which is kind of like this overarching like nature is nature he he kind of pings that off of living in the moment rather than considering the vastness of like the universe in your life and a bunch of other ramblings. So we're going to ramble in this podcast because books seven and eight definitely are like, I think like the way we described it earlier, it's just random nuggets that pop up and they're kind of, they're kind of linked or the kind of only link is like just they're about humans and life. So they're mm-hmm. kind of not related, but related. And that kicks us off. So back to the question, because we never really answered it. Like, what is badness? I guess like my initial take, right? Because I think it's interesting that he says like badness. I think he's talking about it from the standpoint of when we say things as like a judgment, this is bad or something like that, which from the take that I got from it is different from saying like something is maybe let's say like evil or something like that right mm-hmm. where like if you're talking about like on that nature theme if something dies we brought up foster dogs dogs that we've had in the past you know like maybe like passed away right and that's a somber event definitely like a loss of life moment but would you consider that bad or a natural part of nature that like we all go through and learn at some point that's what comes to mind when i think of this like opening question of like what is badness sometimes we can conflate that where it's like we, we go through a life event that we haven't experienced before, haven't experienced to a large extent, and we consider that bad. Or we have, like, inconveniences that maybe are irrelevant, and then, like, we consider them bad. Like, this this is where I'm kind of going. Or I guess where I'm going with this is that, like, those things pile up to the point where, like, it's really easy to consider your life as bad. And I think that's a place that, like, a lot of people, like, can find themselves in <laughs> when it's, like, really, like... Ha- How much of that is accurate? Like how much of that is just you make decisions which produce unfavorable results and then you don't ever change those. And then like years later, you're like, well, like my life is bad. That's a, that's a good, interesting point. I almost feel like bad needs to be like purposeful, you know, like I feel like if something isn't that purposeful, I mean, I don't know, like maybe like I open a door and I close it, you know, like I shut it closed and I like accidentally like close it on somebody, you know what I mean? Who I just like didn't see like very accidental. 
does that mean like what I did was like bad? There wasn't a negative energy behind it. And like the other person could interpret it as bad. Maybe they thought that I closed the door on them. So from their perspective, they could be like, oh, that he did an evil thing or he did a bad thing. Or from my perspective, it's just like, oh, I clearly didn't mean to do that. That was just like a mistake or something like that that happened. But I don't know if I would necessarily call it bad. I think it's sort of cool because how Marcus Aurelius comes after bad is literally the first line of a book seven. He says evil, the same old thing. And then he just like sort of describes it a little bit evil or bad and all this stuff is like it's been around for like forever. (laughs) Like this isn't like a new concept of like doing something bad or evil. The new lens, I guess, to look at it is there's like infinitely new ways to be bad or perceive something as bad or evil, right? Especially with like social media and technology and different mediums of talking to people and interacting and being able to do things like ghosting or like doing things like anonymously and stuff like that, where you can kind of like do the bad, but not face the consequences of doing bad things. I think there's just like a lot of different ways that people can accomplish doing bad things or get away with it but like the idea of bad things happening isn't new by any means you know that's it's interesting that your copy says like comes out and says evil with Mm -hmm. like we just like made that distinction between the two and i think you touched on it where i guess like i would consider evil as like something with intent yeah that's fair right whereas like bad is like kind of like almost like an internal interpretation where there's another part, maybe we'll get to the exact line later on, but Marcus Aurelius kind of lays out where it's like, we consider things, we, we like place our judgments on things where it's like a thing is like good or bad, right? And he points out like a thing is a thing. It has like zero judgment or like connotation related to it, right? It's oh. just, it's a thing. And we place the good or bad. And it's like from that like internal outward standpoint, whereas it, it is kind of interesting where evil is kind of like that, intentional standpoint i guess which could be that or which could be internal out like you're committing like an evil act or it could be someone with like ill intent towards you like like committing an actor it's interesting i definitely consider them different i would consider bad like something like oh someone like lightly like rear-ended you or something you know or it's like clearly an accident and you could definitely take that one of two ways you could be very like oh you know like no worries let's exchange insurance information mm-hmm. let's make this interaction that we have as smooth as possible let's go on with our way there's a, a good process in place for how that can go down or you could be like oh i'm late for work already you know i can't believe this asshole ran into me you can take that like as far down the negativity lane as you mm-hmm. wanted and kind of really all you're doing is worsening your life and the life of those around you for yeah, i don't know what reason usually it's like a venting outlet i would say where it's like you're frustrated with another area of your life and this is the point where you can release and vent those frustrations yeah i think that's a good way to put it i think there is a difference between bad and evil it is interesting how our interpretations say different, not that they mean differently, but just uses the different words interchangeably. But yeah, I, I agree that they're not really that interchangeable. I think they both have different like meanings to them. Uh, and maybe that's just how we interpret the meanings. But I think that's still a valid enough reason to say that they're different things. Yeah, let's shift the conversation to uh, 
<laughs> we were going to hold off on this, but let's jump straight to the end of chapter eight because I feel like it segues right into this. Nice. So That's this good. says chapter eight fifty two. He who does not know what the world is does not know where he is, and he who does not know for what purpose the world exists does not know who he is or what the world is. And we were kind of riffing on like we we're kind of riffing on this before we started recording, and uh, we're going to take it a totally different direction than what I'd said earlier. Because in relation to bad, this is actually this is something that I like see a lot in the world, right? Where the avenues that we get our information on an aggregate, let's say like US based, are predominantly negative. I think that that's like like or like negatively framed. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that we can kind of all see and agree on that like the vast majority of news that's being pumped out is like very negative. I think that everyone should kind of find their own ways to contribute to society and kind of like be an example of what is. I don't know, good in the world in, in their own way and what's important to them. Cause I think that's, I think that's super important. I think that there's stuff that each of us are born with, with our situations that like has meaningful impact. If we like improve the bar there. The, uh, the way I kind of interpret it is like, I feel like a lot of people think this way. And I mean, I it definitely is like the default way for people to think, but it's just like a, a woe is me mentality. Like you could see like these things on the news and you're just like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe this is happening to me. And it's like, Man, there's so much other things that are happening. Like the whatever this small woe is me that is happening to you, like it's so much deeper than that. And there's so much other things happening that you're probably just unsure about. And then you're just upset at this like small, like the part that's just like touching you. We were just talking yesterday, me and some friends about like gas prices because they're like we're super high right now. I think in Arizona it's like four bucks or something like that, maybe a little bit less, maybe like 380 for like a gallon of gas. And uh, we're just like, man, that's kind of crazy. Like gas just seems super high. And like, that's like the woe is me. It's just like, oh man, I have to pay another 10, 15 bucks when I go fill up a tank or something like that. Right. All right. But there's probably like plenty of reasons of why this is like, Mm. maybe we're not having as good of tensions with where we're buying oil from, or maybe like there just isn't as much oil at this time. Like, you know, I, I don't actually know. And so it's very easy to just like take the results and just be like, of what's affecting me and just be like oh man this sucks and it's like yeah it might suck then don't just go like pointing fingers and like uh carrying the woe is me and then just like giving yourself something else to complain about and just like keeping that negativity in your life it's just like mate like i can't change the gas prices you can't change the gas prices what are we really accomplishing by that besides just like pointless banter you know chapter 738 it is not right to vex ourselves at things for they care not about it He's pretty much saying like that situation of, oh, getting mad that oil is rising. There's no productive output of that way of spending your time and energy. You you don't see a return from it. You can't really change the situation. And so the only thing that you can kind of do is just focus your time and energy on the things that are important to you in life. He touches on like focus on things that are like appropriate. Like he never ascribes values to what he's talking about. And where I'm going with this is like if oil prices are like super important to you, right? Like let's say you work in the oil industry and you're like, you know, very, very in tune with like the the deep economics that go into that. Like mm-hmm. maybe that number has a meaning to you then that like it doesn't have to the average person. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he's not saying that that's wrong. Like that may be a fine in your situation, though it's worth the time and investment because you see a return from that. If something is appropriate for you to care about, 
in line with kind of who you want to be, your principles, your goals in life, then that's what you should be focusing your attention on. But if it's not, move on with your life. And I think that can be super difficult if you haven't learned that in life. That's like easy to say. It's easy to understand. And yet, for some reason, like that is so, so common to do is get focused and fixated on things that are irrelevant. There's something that's in the way or like there's like a resistance to focusing on what you should focus on for like whatever reason there's like a variety of them but like that thing that you know you should be doing like there's a reason you don't want to do it and uh, instead of focusing on that you focus on gas prices yeah so the number 38 that you mentioned uh for mine this is actually probably one of my more favorite points in the entire two chapters just because it's like extremely simple to read it this is exactly what you're saying it's very easy to like read what it says and like understand what it means and it's just like infinitely tough to input into your day-to-day life and to like train yourself to think that way it says like 38 it just says at least for mine it says and why should we feel anger at the world as if the world would notice and i'm just like i'm like oh man that's just so funny i'm trying to imagine like buying a coffee like a large Starbucks coffee and then just like dropping it once you get home. So you're like not even at the Starbucks anymore to get another one. You just like drop it and it spills. And it's like, oh man, like that sucks. <laughs> you know, that's just like a terrible scenario that I feel like most people could picture themselves being in that scenario and just be like, damn it, like this is the worst. <laughs> and it's like, all right, you can get mad, but like who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> the world, <laughs> like you get mad at the world and be like, oh man, how does this happen to me? <laughs> the world's just like, I don't, this doesn't affect me. Like <laughs> You're the one that dropped the coffee. You're going to have to deal with the outcome, not me. Like this doesn't affect anybody else. Right. And it's, it's like so easy to understand, but then like so, so tough to implement unless you're constantly like working on it. The things that we're kind of touching on here, I feel like for the listener, to go off of uh, 67, he's like, always bear this in mind. And another thing too, that very little indeed is necessary for living a happy life. That like whole coffee situation, because I've been there too, where it's like you, you spend way too much on this coffee, right? You spent like time invested in going to get it and then like back and then you like spill it right before you're about to sit down and drink it. And it's just like, you know, like you just got to like grit your teeth and say like, you know, like <laughs> For me, like, it's just smite like, me down, God. Smite me down. Yeah. Just take it away. <laughs> and then and, and again, like go into like a common thing that like everybody knows, but like it's so hard to practice. It's like the only thing you can do there. For me, it's like just breathe. Take like five deep breaths and just enjoy pain (laughs) that's the best way to put it i don't know it's just like i did this right like my body whatever it was like being like unintentional maybe like fumbling on the keys for me almost every single time i'm trying to do some crazy balance act where like i'm carrying three things into the house and like my coffee is carefully placed on top and then like i open the (laughs) door turn a little too quickly coffee's gone you know how many times do i need to do this before like I learned that like, just take two trips. And if I'm going to take one trip, then I'm opening myself up to the risk that this is going to happen once 100%. every 50 times. And, uh, <laughs> and, and it's all me. I'm the only one involved with this. These things have no input. It's a hundred percent me. Like I'm just betting against myself here. And you know, every once in a blue moon, it's going to happen. Like it's just a, it's a numbers game. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, but it's like, it's how much happen. of a numbers game do I want to play? You know, if it does happen one in 50 times, like the one time it happens, you can't, expect it to not happen one in 50 times almost you know what i mean you're lucky if it doesn't this this book in general makes me feel a lot better because it seems like he talks about a lot of emotional things uh marcus aurelius and he's like all right there's no new emotions 
the emotions that this guy had in uh, 150 AD are the exact same emotions that us current humans have. So it seems like he put, he puts all these emotions on the table and he's like, all right, all these things have happened. You can read that these things happened to him. And now in this chapter two, in, in book seven, he was mentioning like logos a bunch. And I think his default is like, if something emotional happens, he like kind of just wants to like get to the bottom of it. He wants to have the logic and reason or logos of how to deal with it then. All right, you spill this coffee. He doesn't have the coffee example. This is our example. I don't think they spilled Starbucks coffees back in 150 AD, but we'll take this coffee example. You know, you spill the coffee. It's like, what are you going to do about it? We already know what emotions we're having. There's nothing new about it. Like, let's just address the situation and then like move on. Let's let's take our logic and our smart human brain thinking and just be like, all right, we dropped coffee. That sucks. What are we going to do about it now? Let's approach this like rational, reasonable humans and just like get to the bottom of it. And then once we do that, it's just like, okay, we can move on with our lives now to bigger and more important things. Yeah. And then the coffee example too, getting into chapter eight a little bit, he, he really focuses on being present. 22 says like attend to the matter before you, whether it is an opinion uh, an act or a word, you suffer this justly for you choose rather to become good tomorrow than to be good today. And I'm like in that coffee example, right? It's directly as a result of your action. So if this happens where it's like one out of 50 chance, the fastest thing to do is like clean it up and move on. The emotions that well up because of that are something to like attend to and be present to, but they don't change what a good outcome of that situation is. So if a good outcome is spilled coffee, you walk into the house, put your stuff down, go back out with a paper towel, clean it up, throw it away. The situation is resolved. You could have any number of emotions the result of that, you could think it's like hilarious because I don't know, pain in life can be hilarious sometimes. You could be like extremely mad because maybe you had a fight with your significant other right before that happened. And like, that's the breaking point. You lose it. None of those emotions across like the entire spectrum change the like logical outcome that is like the best way to approach this is to clean it up as efficiently as possible, and then move on. You have the power of choice to like respond to the emotions that arise out of that, right? Like if if anger is the emotion that arises, you can't really like control that because that's just, you're feeling angry. You know, maybe a, a better way of doing that is just not taking that out on anyone in the immediate area, being quiet and breathing to like move on from the situation. Like going back to the, like the laughter example, like, I don't know, sometimes it's just a moment to take like a pause back and say like, life is ridiculous. I just spilled my coffee. What am I going to do today? The uh, I think I might have mentioned that on, on uh, last week's episode, but man, my default for this is if anything bad happens, either from other people or myself, like if anything bad happens, it was a pure accident. Unlucky, but like definitely wasn't meant in an evil manner. And then anything good was like very purposeful. So it just like directs all the good things that are happening towards like positive energy. And then it directs like anything bad that happens towards just like pure unluck and variance. And it's like, I can deal with variants. If you send me bad things, that's fine. Book 726, he says, like, when a man has done you wrong, or a woman has done you wrong, or whoever has done you wrong, immediately consider with what opinion about good or evil he has done wrong. For when you have seen this, you will pity him and will neither wonder nor be angry. And it's just pretty much just saying, like, hey, from their point of view, are they doing things that make sense to them? And I don't know if I would say, like, pity. I think that's pretty, like 
self-serving position. I would say more like compassion, but it doesn't really like change. Like there's nothing like there's no badness or like evilness to that. I guess like going back to the origin of the chapter, right? These are the things that are very difficult in life that are very important that I think very few people talk about in reality. Uh, do you want to close this out with uh, eight number 50? I think is uh, you pointed that one out. I don't know. If you yeah, we'll that. close it out with uh, book eight, number 50. Another one of my favorites. The cucumber is bitter, then throw it out. There are brambles in the path, then go around them. That's all you need to know. Nothing more. Don't demand to know why such things exist. Anyone who understands the world will laugh at you just as a carpenter would if you seemed shocked at finding sawdust in his workshop or a shoemaker at scraps of leather left over from work. And I think that's just like very simple, but beautifully said at the same time, like take things as they are. And if they help you out or if they don't help you out, just get rid of them and move on. And if they're part of your work, then so be it. Same as the, uh, what is it? The carpenter finding sawdust in his workshop. Like he's like, yeah, I'm not surprised to find sawdust in my workshop because uh, I put it there. Like <laughs> There's a reason for it. I guess in summary, Surround yourself with good people. If bad things happen, address them as they are and go about your day. And if good things happen, you're like, hell yeah, I attracted that. I made that happen. That was your own doing and take all the credit for it because why not? I love it. Uh, I'm Colton. This is Lloyd. Thanks again on, for joining us for Charge 100. And we will see you back next week.